everyone. Welcome to Runs with Dogs. I am Jen, joined as always by GR Dad. Run, 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 run. How's it going, GR Dad? Fine. Excellent. Uh, Not fine. I'm doing fine. Good. Dogs are doing loud <laughs> in the background. <laughs> this is their post-dinner battle time, so. Yeah, there's blood everywhere. <laughs> Limbs flying, <laughs> hair. I mean, there is one stuffed snake that's having a bad night. Yeah. Venkman, not helpful. Vink's being ignored. Okay, well. Fix that, I guess. <laughs> Hang on, let's pause for a second. Right. It's slightly quieter now. Ah. Okay. Uh, they almost killed my will to podcast. <laughs> I often tell GR Dad, like, one of the differences between us is that, like, I go... You want to go do the thing? Like, you want to go go for a run? And he goes, okay. And I mean, right now. Or like, not. In 45 seconds, will we be running? That's what I mean when I ask that question. Oh, my God. And he goes, sure. And then he, like, puts his running clothes on, which is fine. And then maybe he unloads the dishwasher before that. and that, Unloads the dishwasher, then puts his running clothes on. And then maybe, like, folds some laundry. And I'm like... Are we going to go run? And he's like, oh, yeah, okay. And then he's like, hang on, we got to let all the dogs out, which is like a 20-minute process. And then I'm like, man, I could have run like four miles by now. And you were just like getting prepared to do the thing. Yeah, you already got all the preparation done, the mental preparation. You you like are ahead of me. <laughs> I, I don't need any mental preparation. That's uh. the thing. I just go like, right now I feel like running. Okay, I'm going to go run. and And we're doing it. Well, that's true. And uh, this is not to say that your way is wrong. Our ways are just not the same, which can lead to either frustration on my part because I'm like, why are we not doing the thing? Or on your part, you're like, I feel so rushed because I just barely decided to do the thing and now she wants to actually be doing the thing. I don't even have time to tie my shoes. Yeah, you do feel like that a lot. Yeah. One of those areas where we both try to accommodate one another Oh, I mean, you clearly believe I'm wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. I just think you're different. Mm, that's... Uh, mm. But I think it's fine. Fine. I don't think there's anything wrong if you're like, yes, I want to go run, and yeah. I need a little time to like get myself in a mental position to do it. But part of you is like, then you don't want to run, do you? No, no, no. I mean, uh, here's what I think. If I were not here, and you were like... I've decided to go for a run. Yeah. And then you unload the dishwasher, put your clothes on, fold some laundry, let the dogs out and go for a run. I wouldn't think there's anything wrong with that. I'd be like, yeah, he decided to go for a run. And I think I would totally do that. It's not like I'd start puttering just when you suggest it. No, this is just like you just take some time. I don't think there's, I don't think it's wrong. Priorities. It's just different than my Dishes way. Dishes aren't going to wash themselves. My way is like, I have the urge to run right now. Yeah. So we should do it right now because... If I'm It'll waiting be around, over. It'll be over. what am I going to do for 15 minutes while you're doing other stuff except be frustrated that I'm not running? Not running. Right? Yeah. This is just a you-me issue. Fair not enough. A, not, I don't think you're bad or wrong. Okay. I think you're, I va- you're valid. Geez, I didn't think you thought I was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I see you and I think you're valid. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I don't think these dogs are valid for our podcast there should they should be canceled uh, okay anyway uh it's a good thing that all the people who listen to this podcast are also 
listeners to the Golden Ratio podcast, or else this would be like the worst running podcast ever. Runners would be like, I'm going to listen to this podcast. And then it's like, what are these people with their dog sounds and their lack of professionalism? The squeaking. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, the dog cast is slightly distracting. We're as professional as we get paid. Yeah, this podcast is free. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're kind of doing this podcast, one, because this poor, ne- I mean, this podcast is maybe less le- neglected than the murder podcast, which I like to think I decided this week that we just finished our first season and now we're on break until season two begins. Oh, I like the season idea. That's yeah. great. So when we, whenever we record the next one, I'm going to be like, welcome to season two oh, that's good. of Murders in Paradise. And then yeah. it's going to seem legit that we haven't recorded one for two months. Almost like <laughs> we planned it. Yep. <clears throat> season two. Yeah. <laughs> what does that even mean? Maybe after this. Oh, boy. This is Hopper just looking at him. Hopper has feelings. Strong opinions. All right, she left. Thoughts. Uh, okay, anyway. So the reason that we're right now recording this very... Hang, hang on. Didn't need another test of my patience. Yet, here we are. Okay. Uh, for the fifth time. The reason that we're recording this podcast is because I am about to go do another thing that we would normally record a running podcast about. And so that would make the first thing obsolete if I wait. So uh, the first thing is that I ran every road in the keys. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye. Hey, 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 (laughs) wait a minute. You can't just drop that bomb and then not elaborate. So I I talked about that I was doing this project, that I was going to run every road in the keys. And I decided to do that at the very beginning of April, like April 1st. Um, and I already had some done. I mean, I had run all, pretty mm-hmm. much all of Route 1, either between the attempt at the Keys 100 and then where I dropped from that, I, uh, I had run all of the rest of the distance, you know, plus a l- doubled up a little bit yeah. on runs into Key West. So I've, I had run all of Route 1, which is great. That's 100 miles. And then, you know, obviously I had run our island, where we live because that's where i do all my runs from yeah um and we'd done a couple runs on a couple other keys yeah short ones though so i maybe had like 120 130 miles logged and i remember reading something at the time and it was like uh, it was not about running it was about uh we get these things called king tides in the fall where the tides are just extra high mm-hmm. and there are some roads that are too low so you have these super high high tides and the seawater gets on the road and there's some parts of the keys where the roads just have standing seawater on them yeah for it just becomes part of the ocean <laughs> yeah hashtag global warming and uh so you know and that sucks it's like really hard on your car and you know people can it's not that deep people can drive on them but it's it's really damaging and bad and so they were kind of talking about, you know, in anticipation of sea level changes, that's just going to get worse. And so how are we going to handle roads that are vulnerable to king tide flooding? So yep. there was an article about that that I had read. And in that article, it said Monroe County, which is our county down here, you know, maintains something like 315 miles of roads that they, they you know, that are all have to be examined to look at this. And so I was like, okay, it's 315 miles. And some of it I'm... I've already done 100. I've done 120. Some of it I'm going to have to double up on. because you done next week. So I was like, yeah, it's probably 300, maybe 400 miles of running. 
<clears throat> it was 910. 910 miles is how far I ran uh, with basically no overlap. I You doubled up on all the residential. I mean, there were the, like, the yes, dead end streets I would run to the end and back, but it's not like, oh, I ran our key five times and that counted five times. It's not like I right. redid right. roads. That's right. Who is that? Is that Hopper? Brody. Ugh. I was like, we've got all the loud dogs over here now, and Brody's just sitting by himself squeaking the squeaker. Very pleased with himself. Uh, so, yeah, it was 910 miles. That's a lot of But miles. you counted, you, if you did a cul-de-sac in and out, that counted, you counted the whole distance. Yeah, this is just like the total from all of my Strava mm-hmm. runs. Mm-hmm. They add up to like 910. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was a, a very interesting project, and it started off pretty straightforward where it's just like you know i run most days and so instead of running at our house i'd drive somewhere and run there and so the we're in the lower keys which is basically like 40 miles of so the keys are about 100 miles long the lower keys go from key west to big pine key and it's about 40 miles of on route one yeah you know they're they're 40 miles long and we live at mile marker 17 so we're kind of right in the middle and so I would drive, whatever, 20 minutes at the longest somewhere and run. And then on weekends when I would do long runs, like I'd go to Big Pine Key has a ton of roads. So I'd go there. It's fine. I'm like getting stuff done. It's 40 minutes away, 35 minutes away. Yeah, not even. Yeah. Like 25. Yeah. Uh, fine. You came with me on some of those early. Yeah. We did yeah, like, we a, did half like a half marathon. Yeah. A couple of those up there. So that's fine. And then I was like, all right, well, I've got to start doing some of the upper keys because I can't just, there's a lot to run down here, but uh, there's a lot to run up there too. And so like I start like going up to like the Isla Mirada, which is sort of the the closest part of the upper keys. That's sort of like a Key Largo, which is the first key if you're coming from Miami. Key Largo to Isla Mirada would be the upper keys, which is also- 20 minutes from one to the other or something, yeah. Yeah, maybe 30, uh, <clears throat> yeah about 30 35 miles okay so i drive up there there's a big difference between running to isla Mirada, which is an hour and 15 minutes and key largo which is like an hour and 50 minutes um and so fine you know i started with the closer ones and then by the end i had all these streets in key largo which is like one of the biggest keys a lot of residential neighborhoods because it's close to Miami. There's people who live there who work in Miami and they just do like the hour or something commute every day each way. Yeah. Um, we couldn't do that from down here. <sighs> oh my gosh. So by the end, so it's like, uh, so among the other things I was doing this summer is this race series called eight hours of hell. Normally it's done in person at parks where like you all show up at a park once a month and you run for eight hours. They start at 10 a.m. and they go to 6 p.m. and then whoever runs the most miles wins. And obviously they couldn't do them in person, so they had started doing them virtually. And I did one on Big Pine. It's once a month. I did one in Key West. And then I'm like, well, I've got to start doing these up in Key Largo. So it's like I'd, I'd leave the house super early to drive the two hours to Key Largo, run for those eight hours you know, with everybody else virtually. Like we'd start on Zoom and everyone would go run their time. And then drive two hours back. Then you have to drive two hours back. Yeah. You were gone long days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's eight hours of running plus four hours of driving. So I would like leave a little before eight and I'd get back at like 830. Uh, Those were tough days. So I did some of those up there. But then 
it's like I've still got a ton of distance to do up there. And I would like map out online all of the, you know, here, this neighborhood is 10 miles. You know, these two neighborhoods are 13 miles. Because if I'm driving an hour and a half or two hours, I'm not just going to run three miles. Right. So then it was kind of like, you know, getting to where I started in April and like getting into July, I've got most of the lower keys done. You know, there's bits and pieces here and there to do, but not just like every day I can go do it. So like not only on the weekends, both days, Saturday and Sunday, I'm driving to the upper keys, but also sometimes in the middle of the week, you know, drive up an hour and a half to Tavernier, run 10 miles, drive back. Uh, and it's the same drive every time. Yeah, it is. It's the same every time. Yeah. Uh, so it was like by the end, just getting really draining, both because I was putting in a ton of miles. And then, you know, the so I was finishing kind of the beginning of August. And uh, what I had kind of left off was Marathon, which is Middle Keys, is about 45 minutes from our house. Um, and there's a lot of streets to run there. I had done kind of bits and pieces, but there was a lot left. So that was what I was doing like for my regular daily runs. Like I want to go run, you know, I wouldn't do just three, but maybe five, six miles, drive 45 minutes, run my five miles, drive 45 minutes back. And for all, so I'm, I'm left only with far away runs, which I don't want to do <laughs> short because they're so far away. And so every day it's like I'm driving two to four hours and then running minimum of five miles, usually more like eight for the shorter ones to 15. And then on the weekends, you know, 25 to 30 on each day, 25 on Saturday, 20 on Sunday. It was like you had a crappy commute and then you had, your and job then, was to run. And then the job is to run. So I would, the, by the end, I was just exhausted. And then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm starting to see, you know, I've got 80 miles left. I've got 60 miles left. Uh, I can run that far in a week, right? So, I mean, it's a hard week, but I'm like, okay, so I've got to do this thing. I've got one of those eight hour races. I'm going to run 20 miles the next day and oh. make sure I've got all of this done. I, and for the last, well, yeah. So for the last two weekends, it's like, so I'd go to Key Largo and I ran 30 miles. Okay. And they're all kind of, you know, I park my car sort of vaguely in the middle. So I run, come back to the car, run, come back to the car. And then it's like, I have all these little bits that I've missed, right? Sometimes it's like, oh, I skipped that one street. Cause it's hard to tell when you're wasn't just on the map or you was sweaty and yeah. It, yeah. It's just like, oh, I thought I did that one and I just missed a block. Sometimes it's like a neighborhood that it's like, you know, it's a six mile neighborhood and it didn't fit neatly into, I, you know, I did a 10 mile below and I did a 10 mile above and just neither of them included this. So there was one day that I ran 20 miles and it was like, I'd run three miles and then I'd drive five minutes and then I'd run five miles and then I'd drive five minutes and then I'd run a block and then I'd drive 10 minutes. And, so tedious. Uh, so I just kind of, I drove all the way up to the top of Key Largo and then just hopped my way down doing every little thing that I had missed, uh, you know, until I was like, okay, like that's 20 miles. It gets <laughs> enough. Um, so, uh, by the, so I did a couple weeks of that, of, of just like filling in little bits. And so finally, like the last weekend, I'm like, okay, so I've got whatever, 40 miles left to do in Key Largo. And then, you know, here's these other chunks that I have to do. I hadn't counted any walking i ran all of it but by the end i was like i just want to get this done so it's <laughs> like you know i've got this two mile like 
you know, one long road and then you go like 100 feet and <laughs> back down another long road 100 feet to where you started, like a little loop in Key West. Like I just hadn't done those two long streets. Now it's two miles. So it's like, I'm just I'm taking guac. You know, it's like 10 p.m. and I'm stressed. I'm just going to take guac and we're going to walk two miles around that long block. <laughs> it's fine. It can count like I've covered the streets even though I'm not running. Yeah. Uh, so there were, you know, a handful of walking blocks in there at the end. Uh, Nighttime walking blocks. Yeah, there were. So it's like I'd run twice a day. You know, I'd get up, I'd run in the morning, and then I'd run at night, uh, mostly up in Marathon, and then I'd take walk. I had left some of Key West, which is pretty close, take walk and do some there. Uh, and so then I'm like, okay, I've got to get this done. I just want to get it done. So I had I ran 30 miles on Saturday. I ran 20 miles on Sunday. And I took walk for his two mile walk and I was like, I've got to get it done. And so like that normally if I had a weekend, a 50 mile weekend like that, I would sit on my butt on Monday and rest. And instead I was like, okay, well, I've got to go grocery shopping. So I'm going to finish that stuff in Key West that I didn't. So it's like, here's these three streets I missed. And then also this like six mile loop in Key West. Yeah. And then took walk up to marathon that night to do, you know, a chunk of the thing the next day. Uh, and then a thing that I had never done before, I was doing so much of this, like, you know, looping back on myself. So it's like I park somewhere and then I run to the end of where it is. And then I have to run back to my car for the last run. I was so tired because I had, I mean, that weekend had been huge and then I had run on Monday, but that was the culmination of two weeks, super packed full of heavy running. I was like, I can't and driving I can't really. Yeah. But I can't run seven miles. I, you know, I could, but I don't want to, I can run five. And so what I did is like park my car where I was going to finish. And I brought my bike and then I biked two miles to like the, the other end where I was, so I could start at the end and then work my way back to my car and not have to run the two miles <laughs> kind of back the other way. So I like rode my bike up there, like, you know, chained it up at some apartment and then started my run and then picked it back <laughs> up on the way out. Uh, I was so, so glad to be done. So I finished on Sombrero Beach, which is really nice. It's one of the few like sandy, you know, beaches here in the Keys. Like we have a lot of water access, but not like sandy beaches like you see up on the coast. So uh, it was nice. Yeah, boy. It, I mean, it's from, from the pictures and from your stories. I mean, it, it's such a diversity of roads, right? Some of them are almost paths a lot of them are alleys yeah but then some of it's like the industrial strip in key west with the car dealerships i mean you're running past that also counts but you you, everything is sort of equal and has to be done yeah that's right every road yeah uh so yeah i mean it was a great experience i'm very pleased that i finished it i'm very glad i am done with it also uh and it's interesting i mean there's people you know like my friend jason is doing is running every road in dc and somebody else has already done that and you know like san francisco and i think they interviewed the guy who did every road in dc and it was over a thousand miles and i'm like so it's longer than what i did but man like dc is 10 miles on the long you know on the longest side yeah (laughs) like you don't have to drive even if you're driving to the farthest point in dc from where you live it's not that far and he could it's a grid right he'd go out on i street come back on h street 
go out on, you know, F I know, Street. but still, I mean, he still only ran, like, I ran far fewer than 900 miles of roads, right? True. A lot of mine was doubled. He still, that's yeah, not, that's, that's right. how far he ran. He ran a thousand right? miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm, not, I'm not degrading that. It's just a little less repetitive dear dad did not we ran one of the earlier runs i did in this project was with gr dad and we ran this neighborhood and it was just kind of like four long streets that all had 20 of these little dead end streets branching off of them yeah and so it was a ton of just like and those are like i don't know football field two football fields not that long no no it's streets. like 0.1 miles like five <laughs> houses on each side yeah right? And so it's just run to the end and back, run to the end and back. And he'd be like, which way to go? I'm like, we're just going right just forever. Right you just take every, you just stay on the right side of the road and it's going to turn and just stay on the right oh. for 13 miles. We'll cover this whole neighborhood. It was just hard to gauge distance when it was all more right turns. Yeah. No, it was very psychologically interesting. Those. Oh, and you made the mistake of coming with me it was one of those last few weeks and i'm like i have a bunch of streets in key west that i have to make up do you want to come on this eight mile run and it was the most frustrating of all the runs because like key west is very dense streets and it's like i missed an alley here i missed these two roads oh, yeah. up here and so i'm constantly like having to stop and like look at the map of like what have i run and what haven't i okay we got to cut up here now we got to go back over here and do this it wasn't frustrating for me but you were trying to get it done yeah well and it's crowded and i'd yeah. be like you cannot run next to me on the sidewalk we got to like dodge There's the tourists cars and bikes yeah. and yeah um, it was different yeah yeah so yeah it was good i'm glad it's done uh i'm not gonna do it again i was gonna say the logistics alone deserve a medal it was a lot the fact of that you could figure out I mean, I can't navigate for beans while I'm running because I, I just want to keep going. So I'll not. You don't look at anything. Stop to well, I try. Let, I'll let me tell make this a story. Half-hearted effort. <clears throat> so we were running the Philadelphia, the Rock and Roll Half Marathon oh, yeah. in Philadelphia, <laughs> uh, which is a great race. It is and, a great race. You race. know, from D.C., it's like whatever, two, not even a two-hour drive to Philadelphia. Um, so we'd stay overnight at a, like nice hotel go run this race and it starts like at the art museum with the rocky steps what time in the morning well that was part of <laughs> i'm gonna tell a bad story about him so he's getting me uh one year i was like okay like we get a alarm goes off at six we're out of here at like 6 30 for the start of the race at seven and we get there there's nobody there because race started at eight <laughs> we had to lie on the grass I just laid on the grass and went back to sleep <laughs> it may have been that year that Maybe, yeah. we then ran the race and jared Ed's faster than me so we don't run together and we're so we're running and we you know they change the course a tiny bit each year so there's there's like probably three miles in the city and then you run the rest of it like you run five miles down the schuylkill river and then cross over and come back back. Yeah. yeah and so the the city part they changed a little bit from time to time and so they had added a new little spur where you kind of go down one street and then uh, you know you go down on the left side of the street and turn around and come back on the other side of the street and and i think you had been like yeah that that thing on the side was new there and i was like well yeah we got to go past eastern state penitentiary and you're like we did what <laughs> and i'm like it's the giant two block long historic prison that literally dark is dark touching the yeah. street and also so it's like not used as a prison anymore it's the most haunted prison in the world and this race is in like 
late September. And so they do like a whole haunted house in there. So not only is it this massive stone prison that is just like the road ends it looks like and the prison. wall i've seen it on google earth goes up yeah. it had like gargoyles with like red eyes and like fake flames and stuff well, like it, in my I'm, defense <laughs> yes tell i was me. looking to see if i could catch you because it was an out and back and i was like oh i gotta make sure i see jen when when you know we pass each other okay so that would have accounted for when you were when you had turned around and were coming oh, I back the whole time i think no okay yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you <back>. did <laughs> i mean you knew i wasn't ahead of you so the whole yeah, outstretch true. that's true you just didn't look to your left yeah he it, missed i mean you guys look up eastern state penitentiary and, and then go to the google street view yeah. and see if you can figure out how he missed it it's a giant yeah it's he's like uh, there it wasn't there and i was like my dude here is the course map Let's look at the Google Maybe Street View. Maybe it was view. so haunted that it disappeared. Oh, I me. like it. I like <laughs> it. <laughs> but I admit, I suck at the navigation, especially, I mean, period, but especially when I'm running. And then, so I'll do things like I'll look at my, you know, my my watch, even to see how much time there is. And you can't really see it in the sun. And I'm like, ah, forget it. No, don't worry. I'm not even, I'm not stopping to figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. I have mental problems, mental issues, <laughs> blocks. Um, so I, I admire your logistics in this case there was thing a lot. because it because it wasn't just turn right turn right turn right it's not obvious how the reality matches up with your your map and yes. then you come back here and you're like this is listed as a road when I was running there it looked like bushes yeah yeah there were a ton of roads that were not actually roads that are yeah. on the maps and there were a few things that exist that were not on the maps and that's fine i ran what i could there were some roads quote unquote roads that had signs saying if you come in here we will shoot you yes i explicitly set the rule that i would not do anything that anyone labeled as trespassing even if they were wrong i was not going down any of those streets so. yeah we don't want to get bitten by people's dogs or get shot or get shot yeah so when I had posted about this when I finished, right? So I had I planned it. I got this little like felt board that you put letters on, and I, like made myself a little sign. I had my whole picture planned for when I was going to be done. Turned out great. I'm very pleased with it. And uh, and so I had posted, you know, okay, I'm finally done with this project. And some guy, and I don't even know if he follows me or if he just saw it retweeted, but who's a retired reporter according to his Twitter bio, said, "What's." what's the most interesting thing you learned from doing this? Which is like a great journalist question. Yeah. And uh, this is, of course, a thing I think about because I would really, you know, I do a lot of professional speaking and I think there is a great professional speech with this as a part of it that I've kind of thought about, you know, as I've been doing some of these runs. It's like, yeah. what's something interesting to share from this? So here's what I told him uh, in slightly shorter form because it was just a couple tweets. Uh, but it kind of combines some stuff that I've thought about that when like I started, so you were around for this, like, so every year, except for when I was hurt, I ran the Chicago marathon. I did it for the first time in 2000 and, you know, I, I didn't really run in graduate school, but like, you know, basically every year I'd go back to Chicago and run the marathon. I still love the Chicago marathon. It's my favorite race. And the Marine Corps marathon is in DC and it's two weeks after the Chicago Marathon, and of course I live in D.C., so all my friends are in D.C., and they run the Marine Corps Marathon because it's here. And so every year I'd be like all like jealous and FOMO-y because they're like all running Marine Corps, and I'd be like, ah, oh, it's so cool, I wish I could run it, but I love the Chicago Marathon, I'm not going to skip it, and I can't run it it's two, weeks, two apart. weeks apart. And then one year I'm like, 
how about I try to run it to you? Like, what's the worst that happens? I can't finish it, and then I drop out. Like, big. who cares? Literally just me, right? Nobody cares. Yeah. If you're, it's if true. I'm the like, press did not take note. Nobody cares. No. And, and like, if you go, yeah, I, you know, I didn't finish the Marine Corps this year because it was two, years after my, two weeks after my other marathon. I was going to be like, yeah, that makes sense. Why'd you no, even enter? Nobody cares. <laughs> so, and I had texted a couple people at the time, and I was like, I think I'm going to do both. And they're like, this is a terrible idea. You absolutely <laughs> should not do this. And I was like, I'm totally going to do no, this. I really, tell and me I, I can't do it. Tell yeah. me I shouldn't do it. So I did it. And it was great. I mean, I was really tired during it. It was the first time I'd ever run that far back to back. And then after that, suddenly I could run that far. No problem. You did it every over year. Over and over. That, that specific thing you started doing every year. So I started doing that every year. But, but that, so I did that. And that, that's in October. And then in February, we ran the New Orleans Marathon. And then I was like, oh, that was only like three months later. Can I do it a month later? And the next month I ran. And that whole year I ran a marathon every month. Yeah. And I was fine. Yeah. It didn't, you know, I would rest a lot. Yeah, you did like San Diego and San Francisco and I mean, a lot of big ones. Yeah, I did. I flew all over, used a lot of miles that year. I flew yeah. all over the place. And so I did that for a whole year and then I, I was doing more of it. I. I did the Nashville Marathon, the Country Music Marathon, and then the next weekend I did the Flying Pig in Cincinnati. Flying Pig, that's it. Which was great. And that was like the following year. And then I was like, maybe I should try doing a 50K again. And you were very supportive. And I did this, ter I mean, it was a well-organized race, but it was hilly trail race that I was not really prepared for, but did it. And it was fine. And that kind of launched me into running ultras you know then i was like okay well now i'm gonna do a 50 miler and i've been you know so it's been a couple years basically two years um and the thing that i told this guy was you know i love running like there are a lot of people who run who are like yeah, i hate running i'm always glad to stop but i do it for whatever reasons and yeah. i understand that but i don't hate running i love running i get a ton of joy when i'm doing it uh you know sometimes it gets really hard but I love doing it so much that I'll keep doing it even if it hurts because I really love it. So it brings me a lot of joy. And running like really far brings me extra joy. Like I feel so good. <laughs> uh, I love doing it. And for all those years, right? I, I ran my first marathon in 2000. I think I, I did the Chicago Marine Corps back to back in 2015, 16. I think 2016. Definitely it's 2016. Yeah. 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 So for 15 years, 16 years, I ran one marathon a year. Yeah. And, and I got so much joy out of it. And it was a thing I thought I could do once a year. And then once I did those two back to back, it suddenly was like, I can do this all the time. <laughs> right? There, I've been saying I can do this thing once a year. And I can run that far every weekend, I have found out. And I do now. And sometimes I do it twice every weekend. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, like I denied myself all that happiness because people said it was bad for me yeah. and, and look, it would be bad for some people. Like my body is clearly built for long distance running, you know, like I've, I've had injuries here or there, but from outside stuff, mostly like my knees don't hurt. Nothing hurts. But your feet don't collapse after a race either. I mean, it, they get blistery and your toenails disappear, but like, yeah. you know, there's they don't have chronic issues. No, and I don't have pain when I'm not running. Right. Right. Like it's not like oh my knees are really sore. Or this hurts. Like 
I'm, I am well engineered for running really far and I get so much joy out of it. And I limited that because people said I should. And, you know, it's not just any individual people, like all the guidelines are like, don't run that far. And it turns out like I'm built where I totally can run that far. Yeah. And, uh, and doing this project was, you know, it was definitely higher mileage than I normally would have done, which was great. And so I told this guy that like, joy in moderation is stupid. Like anybody who tells you that is wrong. Like if you can do a thing that makes you joyful and not hurt yourself, then you should do as much of that as possible. And that's sort of what I took out of this, that like, I love the keys. I love it here so much. It is my favorite place on the planet and I love running. And then I can put those together and like experience every inch of this that I can do out of a boat, you know, Yeah. doing a thing that I love so much. Like I am really like maxing out on the joyfulness of activities and this was like a little plan that that let me do it and little plan i mean the plan is really little run every road in the keys it's like six words i mean it's a little plan it's just a lot of running it is weird though i mean because if you live in the florida keys jen has seen your house Mm -hmm. yeah so i have a like my side project keys mailboxes on instagram where i post there's a lot of whimsical mailboxes here in the keys and i would take pictures of them and now I have pictures of all of them. All the interesting ones. Not every mailbox, but of all the... Any good mailbox. Lighthouses. Pirates. Dragons. Dragons. Captains with pipes. Yep. Manatees. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Uh, yeah. And so on the few times your dad would come, you know, every two blocks, I'd be like, hang on. I need to take a picture of that mailbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My phone is stuffed now with and thousands of mailboxes. And then I'd mailboxes. be like, how about this one? She's like, I already have 15 dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of different colors. Yeah. Don't need another dolphin. Don't need another dolphin. Uh, so yes, I've seen every... You've one... seen everything. I have. I've seen every single house in the Keys. And I guess one thing I maybe didn't mention is that... Uh, I don't know if we talked about this. Not on this podcast, I don't think. <laughs> no, we didn't talk about uh, anything on this podcast. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, so the keys, we have talked on the other podcast, on the Glen Ranger podcast, that the keys were held by the Union in the Civil War, even though Florida was obviously a Confederate state. And so the Confederacy doesn't really have a legacy here like it does in, I mean, the keys are just a weird place in general. Um, yeah, but the, the rest of Florida or the South. The rest of the South. Um, but yeah, even the rest of Florida and you know i think we'd be different anyway but i think that that sort of has an impact and like it's a thing that people from here know and as a result there's not nearly as many confederate flags in the keys as there are in the rest of like rural america right not even to the south i mean we see plenty but like virginia and maryland ohio, ohio yeah Michigan. uh i mean you see a lot of them like in virginia like when you're driving sure. in rural Virginia. Uh, so there's not that many in the Keys, which is good. But there were some, I mean, not a lot, four or five, maybe. Which is pretty good out of 900 miles. Yeah. And so the first time I saw a couple, I, I was very angry. And I'm like, I don't know, like, what the heck I'm going to do about this. And then the third time I saw one was sort of in the middle of all the Black Lives Matter protests this summer, which spurred me to go, like, there's got to be something I can do. Like, I wrote down, started writing down the addresses. And uh, so there's a guy in the who writes for the Baltimore Sun, whose name I'm blanking on now, but he had he published after Charlottesville an open letter. It's called "Open Letter to My Neighbor with a Confederate Flag," and uh, and he was sort of saying the same thing, right? Like I want to say something, but like 
I mean, there have been times where people have been outside at those houses, and I'm like, it will not go well if I go up to them and try to have a conversation Unlikely about this. Unlikely that you'll change their mind on the spot. Yeah, and I don't necessarily feel safe doing that. we got a lot of gun laws here in Florida. Not a lot of gun laws. <laughs> a lot of you can do whatever you want with your gun laws. Yes. Uh, and so he had this letter that's basically, you know, dear my fellow American, uh, I understand you're doing this and you can do whatever the hell you want. It's none of my business, but I hope you understand like what this is saying and that you're not really being a great American by doing that. So, um, for what it's worth, I think you should take that thing down. It's great. And you can find it online. Uh, so, and he's like, feel free to use it. And I was like, okay. So <laughs> copied and pasted it and, uh, and started mailing letters to those houses. Uh, my next project next time I'm out driving is to go to the ones that I mailed letters to and see if the flags are still there. Yeah, if they have two flags. They might, right? They might be. Yeah. Uh, so who knows? But that was a sort of, I've seen everything, yep. right? The good and the bad. Uh, most of it was pretty good. A lot of good. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. I've run every road in the Keys, which was excellent training for running a hundred mile race, which is what I'm doing on Saturday. Stay tuned. I know. Uh, the good thing about this race is that the organizers don't believe in DNFs, which is did not finish, which is what happens when you drop out. So I'm going to run 100 miles, but if I make it like I did last time, 73 miles when I tried to run the Keys 100, and then I'm like, I can't. They're like, you finished the 100K. Good job. And then you're marked as a finisher of the 100K or the 50K, which is 30 miles. I better make it that far. Uh, make that far in one foot. Yeah, I could. Uh, so, you know, I'm finishing something. I'm definitely finishing some ultra marathon this weekend, but it had better be 100 miles because I have worked my butt off. This is like, I love this course. It's a two and a half mile loop. You do 40 loops. Uh, it's I've run it before. It's flat. It's really gentle. No rocks or technical stuff, but it's not pavement. So it's nice on your joints. It's not going to rain. Last time I did this, it rained the whole time and I lost all my toenails and it was very painful. It's not going to rain this time. I have trained exceptionally well. I am oh, trained boy. for the heat. So the weather's going to be good. It has a 40 hour cutoff, the problem, which is insane. It's the longest cutoff for an ultra that I know of. Um, in the keys, part of the worry was, I mean, the part of the reason I dropped aside from everything being screwed up is that if I had pushed through, which I could have done, I would have missed the cutoff by a bunch of hours. Cause it was, I think 32 hours here. Yeah. So, uh, I will not, there's, unless something is broken in which, in that I should stop there, I will make that cutoff. Like that's well within, well within my abilities. So the cutoff is long enough. The weather's going to be good. I know the course it's you have good the equipment you you have the training i know what i'm doing i've got yeah. some experience uh it is the ideal circumstances if i can't do it here then i just can't run 100 miles which is nothing shameful and uh but i think i'll be able to that said i'm just really antsy because i just want to go do it like i'm ready and now i'm just sitting here freaking waiting yeah. to go to pensacola it'll so. be a whole different discussion once once it's over yeah so we'll we'll debrief on it when i'm back um but on twitter um i found out how to have my garmin post a link to live track me uh and so you should i'm gonna set that up so it'll post on twitter so you should if you follow Jen Runs with Dogs on Twitter, be able to track me. It's going to be boring because it's the same two and a half miles, 
That's over true. and over 40 times. That's good, though, but you won't get people panicked when you're like 50 miles out in the nowhere and your yeah. dot stops for an hour. Yep. Uh, so you'll be able to, see, it will show you how many miles I've run and that I'm still moving or whatever. So that's the plan for the weekend. So there should Oof. be, and there will be another Runs with Dogs podcast next week, either celebrating my 100 miles or celebrating my giving up on ever trying to run 100 miles again, which will also be fine. Then I, you'll know. I'll be glad to have it done. Yeah. Um, all right. Well. Excellent. That's it. Congratulations on running every road in the Florida Keys. Thank you. I am a Keys expert. I, I think, don't think anyone else has done that. I don't think so. No. Unlike the DC thing. No. I, I think I have elevated my status to freshwater conch, even though I haven't lived here all that long because I've seen all of it. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, until next week. Go out and run, and if you do it on Saturday, think of me, because I will be running at whatever, and, and Sunday, I will be running at whatever time you're doing it. If you stop running, you'll be doing something Jen is not doing. That is correct. <laughs> she has not stopped. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye-bye. Okay,